Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 47. With me, my co-captain as always. Scott Larson. And Scott, why don't we hurry and run through the friends of the podcast before we get to our awesome guests that we have this afternoon. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Zach Many and Nicole Many uh, flipping out pinball. If you want to check out a pin- new pinball machine or any of the accessories, uh, please reach out to them. They're easy to work with and they have always been easy uh, on us to get our uh, machines when we're looking for things. Also, uh, look at lit frames. If you have that translight that's collecting dust in the corner and you're trying to find a way of illuminating it in your game room, please check out lit frames. Uh, Brian Allen is also on our list. He does alternate translights for uh, Williams Valley Classics. Uh, he has Monster Bash. He has uh, Medieval Madness, and he has Attack from Mars. Uh, also, he is working on a Whitewater alternate translate. He also has blades. And if you're really into uh, discs, he has uh, disc golf things for you. We also have Mike Lund. Mike Lund with Beehive Pinball. And what and what does Mike do? He does reproduction playfields. Uh, if you're looking for stars, that's what he's starting out with right now. And you can check out some of his work online at beehivepinball.com. Mm-hmm. And also my friend's blog, check out the Pinball Loft. If you want to check out his insights, he got Avengers. And so he also talked about his experience with that. It's very down to earth and uh, accessible. Sometimes it's easier just to read something. Now that we've got the friends out of the way, because they are awesome people and we want to put a little spotlight on them, I am going to introduce our guests today. I personally have been following this man. I think I, think I posted 28 months, and that's when they started coming out with the Amazon Prime. This gentleman's been a huge factor in the pinball community, bringing it to light, kind of out of obscurity, and to not only to pinball people, but kind of gamers as well. You know him, so please give us some flippers and butts. It's Jack Danger. <laughs> uh, it's actually uh, Jack Danger Larson. I'm Scott Larson's younger brother, uh, for those of yeah. you that didn't know that. Um, little little fun fact for you there. I didn't know that. When did uh, who was your dad then? <laughs> we uh, we don't talk about the milkman. Okay, um, he's. Uh... <laughs> As you can tell, I also have tattoos on my knuckles, and I try to look like a you know an awesome pinball personality too in my nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Nothing much. How you doing today? Uh, just hanging out. Another another busy day in pinball land. Dude, I want to point out, so I know we've had this back and forth. I, people behind the scenes don't usually see this, but we've been talking about doing this recording for a year and a half since Texas Pinball Festival 2019. Yeah, buddy. After you and brought like home I some- mentioned, I, oh yeah, I was going to say, like I, uh, not to cut you off, but I, I've been dodging you guys like Neo in the Matrix. Like you, <laughs> We keep trying to set this up, and then something always gets in the way. I don't know what, what's going on, but I'm glad we were able to line this up. Heck yes. Well, I thought I thought pinball was easy, so... <laughs> oh, there's the gratuitous Robert Mueller reference from Scott. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, Jack, the first question I've got to ask you, I've, I've wondered this for years, is Danger really your last name? You, you sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was like Slash. You know, Slash... Uh, that's not his real name. Wait, Slash's real name isn't just Slash. No, no. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you ask him, it's his real it's his real whole name. But yeah, Sl- Slash is his middle name. So it's actually and then Ash. So it's SL is his first name. It's a you know a rare family name from uh, the old country. But 
you you know you joke about that but i know a lady that her her first name is spelt j and then a hyphen and an a how would you how would you pronounce that ja ja jadasha ja Jad- get out of here i'm dead really I'm dead serious that's awesome wait <laughs> I mean, how does that she- that seems like some uh that's like some some sci-fi name stuff <laughs> wait what did, what, what did she go jadasha by? oh <laughs> Okay, is that is that legit? That's not that's not an urban legend. It was on a birth certificate, so. Uh, okay, because because I see a lot of I, so I'm working in uh, in medical field, you hear a lot of these urban legends, and you're like, ah, there's there's really no Lamangelo and Arangelo running around there, but everyone says they know someone whose brother whose sister has that name. Well, what about the the kid that Elon Musk had, where it was just a slapping a bunch of characters on a piece of paper? Oh, yeah. The letter salad. It seems like if you're a celebrity and you have a kid, there are two routes to go. One is that I'm just going to name my kid just like any other kid. Or, you know what? I want to make sure that the kid, everybody knows that um, they're special and I'm weird. And so I'm going to name him Apple or Moses or something like that. Or Blanket. Or Blanket. Oh, my gosh. Uh... Well, that's actually his middle name. And uh, yeah. Wasn't he Prince Michael II? Wasn't he? Wasn't that really his name? Man, I want rich parents <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and a goofy name. Yeah, that seems like a, a meme waiting no to doubt. happen. You know, they're always like, "You, if you lived in this mansion, <laughs> yeah. but you had to slap someone, would you do it?" Or you know, now, now it's gonna be if you had rich parents, but you had to have a really weird name, would you do it? You know, what would that name be? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. There, there's one for your danger wall. I think Let's mine go. would be mine would be elemental P. So. Elemento <laughs> um, Well, yeah, Jack Danger. It's actually Jacques Danger. It's French. Um, and that's where we're going to leave okay. it. <laughs> no, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. I've always, I've always been curious because I know I've asked other questions, but I've never asked if Danger is. And then you posted something. What was it? A, a, a couple months ago about uh, your dad and his, his album. Is that true, too? Or- Oh, no, that, that was Harvey Danger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why can't you go with Harvey Danger as your dad? <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, Harvey Danger uh, is my father. <laughs> um, they had some great hits in the 90s. You may remember Flagpole Sitta. It was written about yeah. my mother. Um, it was great. <laughs> you got to ask these hard-hitting questions because if you don't, people are actually going to believe that Harvey Danger is your dad. So. True. True, true. <laughs> I, I love the internet. Oh my God, it's so good. Well, if you've ever tuned into a, a Jack Danger stream, you know that he loves the internet. You know, the, the, the flippers, the butts, the hearts, <laughs> the the lighting. It, it's it's really, it, it's it's more of a mood than it is a show, right? It's like, it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. baby. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a mood. We're just trying to, we're trying to set a tone for the evening, sit back, relax. It's, uh, I, I like to say like, pinball's not necessarily the focus but it's the reason mm-hmm. you're there yep you know like um you're just there to hang out there just happens to be pinball being played i agree scott do you want to go ahead and ask a question uh yeah i'm sorry i was booting up my phone since uh, i actually just woke up uh because i was <laughs> lucky I, well yeah because i i stayed up until three in the morning last night so oh, gross yeah i was working on on call so 
Man, that's rough. Hey, thank you for your service, Martin. You know what? It, it is a job, and we are fine with it. Sorry, my my, my phone just went, it had a seizure, so I just need to pull up my uh, stream. I'm pretty for sure this is all going to make it into the podcast, too. <laughs> uh, Booting the phone at eight minutes in. Here we go. Yeah. So when did you first get into pinball? That's the first question. And second, when did you say, I want to do this as my full-time job? Oh, geez. Uh, I got into pinball about eight or nine years ago. Um, some friends of mine went to like a trip in Seattle and they discovered pinball for themselves. And when they came back, they were working in this animation studio that I was building at the time. And um, they're like, oh, pinball, it's so awesome. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And then one of them bought a Lord of the Rings and needed to store it in my studio. And that was my first like recognition of a pinball machine. I'm sure I'd seen them everywhere in bars before and it didn't mean anything to me. But it was when this Lord of the Rings came in and uh, we flipped on it for a little bit and I wasn't really sold on it. I was like, you know, what is this? It's like electronic furniture just sitting in the corner taking up space. And then that same gentleman bought a Judge Dredd like very shortly after. And I was like, if you don't have room for these in your house, we can't keep putting (laughs) them in here because these are humongous, Right. right? But when we start moving this thing in, you know, I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, Judge Dredd, I remember that movie, but it wasn't based on the movie. So I I was doing a little research. But when we put the head up on that game, plugged it in and got it going, something about that game just like hooked me. The humor, the call outs, the shots, the big like rotating planet. Something about that game was like, I need to go on the Internet and look up how to beat this game. And that's when you fall down that rabbit hole of like, you never get to win a pinball machine. So here's the strategy on how to survive the longest. And here's all these different skills you can learn. And it really just, that game just sort of hooked me overnight and uh, haven't looked back since. Okay. So I love that you had Lord of the Rings and that did nothing for you. (laughs) Yeah. But Judge Dredd was your gateway into pinball. I I don't know of anybody else who has that gateway into pinball is Judge Dredd. I, I get that a lot. They're like, you had freaking Lord of the Rings, bro. And you're saying Judge Dredd got you into pinball. I don't know what it was, man. I just like as a pinball uh, fan now, obviously, LOTR is like a mm-hmm. fantastic game. But that just at the time, never having noticed a pinball machine before, it just didn't really. I, th- I think this is what it is. It's it's what you talked about. It's like almost the ambiance below the glass, right? That's the spinning planet and stuff like that. Because I've ran into this problem, too. Like, I'm trying to get my kid into pinball and he, he loves it here and there. But I just bought a Jurassic Park Pro which is just an absolute fantastic game. But the second we get it open and we get it going, he's like, why isn't the, why isn't the TRX moving? I'm like, dude, I didn't, I didn't buy that edition. And oh, no. I, I, think, I think that's the problem is if you want people to get hooked in, you, you, I think that's why people gravitate towards those 90s Williams games is because they got the moving, like World Cup Soccer is a, a fantastic machine for a good price. You got the goalie moving back and forth. It screams a goal at you. You know, it, yeah. But to a more advanced player, they're just like you're you're getting into multi-ball and then you're trying to beat Germany. Yeah, it, it's like it it's setting an environment under there that m- might feel alive outside of what you're doing. You know, have some animatronic things moving around, have a giant ball spinning, have a planet that's moving. Um, even if like you're not good enough to ever shoot up that left ramp to get up into that planet, it still lights up and moves and there's a crane there and it looks cool. And it just fills in the game. It just makes it look more full. It's taller. It's more packed. I agree. 
Um, but yeah, that 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 really spoke to me. That game, I and we have one here. Uh, f- uh, an acquaintance of ours, one of the viewers on our show, bought one and knew my history with this game, and then left it here for us to stream for a while. Awesome. Does it still hold up now? It's still a freaking blast, and the humor is still right there too. And there's like little secrets you could do in each mode to like make different things happen. Like when you shoot the sniper tower, if you can shoot the sniper tower mode and then shoot it again and then hold in the launch button instead of the guy just getting shot out of the tower and then getting impaled by a fence, a dog will now come in and piss on the guy. (laughs) Right. It's like little things like that. It's so funny. The game is so good. Oh, I love it. That's like finding the lost world in super Mario brothers. (laughs) Where you're like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, so, um, then what made you decide, like Scott said, what made you decide to go, Hey, this is cool. But now I want to make this my job. Well, when we first, I say we as in uh, the collective um, group of pinball dudes that were in my studio, when we first got into pinball, we dove in head first. We went to all the tournaments when a uh, quote unquote bar league started up in Chicago. That's where the four of us were like, we need a name. And we came up with Dead Flip. So Dead Flip was just a group of four dudes that played in this tournament this league that we had here in chicago and uh subsequently went undefeated to win that whole thing it it was it was really awesome but when because i was an animator and so were all the rest of the guys in there we got hooked up with um jersey jack so greg freris came over and uh art directed a shoot for the wizard of oz where we were doing um we had an actress dressed up as the wicked witch doing the movements and then we replaced her face with the actual witch's face. Um, I then designed the entire beckon menu system of Jersey Jack's machines. So if you love that menu system, you're freaking welcome internet. I think it's like the most beautiful thing. I know I'm blowing smoke up my own rear end here, but it's <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so once, once we got to see like the, the behind the scenes stuff in pinball, um, I wanted to know more about, all the manufacturers and uh, just again, learn as much as I could. When I find a hobby, I try to just completely consume everything about it. And the streaming thing was completely on accident where I was just trying to record myself and my friends playing pinball to see if we could get better at like, like see the mistakes we were doing and try to fix that. And then one of the other animators that were in the studio were like, hey, you got to check out this Twitch thing. And we started streaming and it really just sort of started snowballing from there. But we didn't go. I didn't go full time streaming and not do anything else until about maybe two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool that like you were a part of kind of the foundation of Jersey Jack as well. I didn't realize that I thought it was essentially in Jersey Jack or not in Jersey Jack in New Jersey. And then they kind of migrated to Chicago, but they, they've always kind of been here, huh? Yeah, the entire core team, like designers um, and like engineers and stuff, they were all here in Chicago. Obviously, their main animator, uh, Jean-Paul DeWin, lived overseas, but it was all being developed here and then being manufactured in Jersey. But now everything is here in Chicago. Well, I know that um, one of my favorite episodes is when Head to Head did interview you and they told, told you that you're kind of the person that has the kind of the handshake and, and the wink between all the pinball companies because oh, yeah. you 
you've helped Jersey Jack, you've helped Spooky. I mean, obviously you work with Stern. Um, you've helped with American Pinball. Um, why is that? Like, I, <laughs> you just you right place, right time, or? Um, I think just because I was sort of like surfing the the front of this wave of promoting pinball and just you know i who knows i i think it was <laughs> uh, it might just be right place right time yeah um i i also like very early on would reach out to everybody and be like hey you know i do this thing where i show off these games no it's not a podcast no it's not i, I got it got called a podcast constantly because a lot of people did they couldn't wrap their heads around the idea of this like live streaming thing um and yeah, I got hooked up with Spooky and have revealed almost all of their games. Uh, I've done the reveals for most of American Pinball's games. Uh, Stern, I've been doing their game reveals since The Walking Dead, which is, that was a lifetime ago. Yeah, um, it was. Walking Dead is where we sort of created the idea of um, live streaming a brand new machine as it's being revealed. This happened at Expo. And that was 100% right place, right time. I was sitting outside of a door holding all my streaming gear, which was like poles with duct tape and stuff on them. And Jody Dankberg comes out of this door and he's wrestling with this Walking Dead sign. I didn't know who he was. So I just got up and helped him. He's like, hey, you're that guy that has that podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's me, I guess. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, you should come do that on The Walking Dead. We're going to like show it off and then have a big tournament. And that was the first time we ever worked with Stern. And that was the first time, you know, a new game was ever re like released live on the Internet. And it was all like our relationship has just grown from there. That's awesome. A pioneer of sorts, if you want to. I'll Listen, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack, the pioneer danger. I'm not full of myself, but I, I'm kind of full of myself. <laughs> so, Jack, when you go from a hobby to it being the main thing you do every day, what are some of the pit, pitfalls that you found that you didn't know were there? Um, oh, geez. It, I will say that it is hard to want to play pinball casually just for fun. I do find times where I'm just like, uh, I know I'm going to stream pinball tonight for several hours. Uh, and if I, I, I'm surrounded by all these games that anyone in pinball would just be like, what the frick are you doing? Not playing all of these, but because I play for like three to four hours every night and have for like six years, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to just walk in here and be like, oh yeah, I can't wait to just jam on some Beatles before I get to work and then, you know, do the stream tonight. Um, if a new game comes in, obviously I'm, I'm spending all the time in the world on that thing, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. I, I love what I do, but it, it's hard to, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's just keeping that interest up with the whole collection instead of just knowing like, I'm going to do this thing tonight and just have fun with that one game this evening. What about uh, what about relationships you have to maintain? I mean, th this is the challenge with with podcasts. For the most part, I mean, we want to be we want to have good relationships with people, but we don't really since it doesn't really affect my job. If I have a critical thing to say, I feel free that I can say it, whether or not I uh, if I if I need to or I want to. But if you have relationships with these uh, with these companies. How does that limit you in what you feel like? I can say this. I can't say that. I, 
this is always the challenging thing when you start uh, mixing the water. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I typically never have anything negative to say about pinball machines. And it's not that I'm like a a fanboy in any regard. It's just, you know, it's, it's not my place to say something sucks, right? A lot of people put a lot of time and effort into making something. And if I'm not a fan of it, you know, I I can say I'm not a fan of it, but I'm not going to be like, man, this ramp is garbage. And I, you know, I, why would anyone play this game? All pinball is great pinball, even if it's like a, a garbage daddy e. Simpsons. <laughs> it just, um, I, I just, yeah, I just don't have any real negative opinions on anything pinball. I will say things like, um, I freaking hate this game. Um, but that's just me when a ball drains on me and I'm just frustrated in that moment. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have, I have no place to nitpick anything that someone spent, you know, all this time and effort on, on making. I, I like that point of view as well, because I think, I don't know, we, we all kind of do it. New reveal comes out and, and people nitpick the crap out of it, you know, and, and yeah, we buddy. don't realize the behind, and you kind of get to see the behind the scenes of what's being made. And I mean, 13, 14 months down the road and it finally gets revealed. And I know Keith Elwin said this too, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of done with it by the end of it. It's like, people are first getting to see this for the first time. And I've been working on this for 13 months, you know? And, and so, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of right there with you, you know, just take a step back. Like, yeah, be a little more supportive. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you, you can, you can have your opinions, but there's no reason to like go all in on trashing something because it's just not your yeah. cup of tea. Yep. What makes a game something that you, tend to like is there is there a style that you you tend to like in a game whether or not it's a diverter a different layout uh, flow a trap and shoot uh interesting uh interesting art package interesting uh you know rule set any anything that jumps out that you're really excited when you hear about it i like really obscure shots i think that's why deadpool is one of my favorite pinball machines with that cross shot to the ramp um, a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I don't like saying the designer's name, but there was a designer who's no longer designing pinball machines, uh, mm-hmm. or in the hobby at all. Thank God. But, um, created some, some wild wacky designs that I, I just love, I love randomness, but I also love flow. So I want the game to feel a little out of control, but at times you could make it go where you want to. And the ball just doesn't slow down. Yeah. I don't like stopping and shooting too much. Uh, it's okay if it's thrown in there, but I, I, you know, I'm still learning to get better at aiming and I don't like target practice all that well. So I just, I want that ball to be flowing around the play field as fast as it possibly can. Um, my favorite games right now are Batman 66. I don't know. Th- that game just flows really well. There's not a whole lot of stop and go Deadpool. And then I would have to say uh, Jackbot, which is actually super stop and go now that, now that I think about it. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sniper game between the, yeah. uh, the the eyes and then getting that casino shot up around behind the ramp. Frick, maybe I don't know what I like. <laughs> it's all completely random. So one of the things uh, I was looking at recently, a lot of people have been ranking this this year's pinball machines from from favorite to to may not the top of their list. So I'm going to give you a list. I want to I want to see which ones are your favorites from this year. So um, we have let's start with the recent ones. Have you played Guns N' Roses yet? I have not had oh. the privilege to play that game yet. 
Okay, we'll leave that one off the list then. We've got Avengers. We've got uh, Ninja Turtles. We've got Hot Wheels. And Rick and Morty wasn't this year, was it? It might have been January. I. It may, it may have been. Uh, we, we can put it in the list. This isn't really Yeah, official, we'll put so. it on the list. So, so you got Turtles, Rick and Morty, Hot Wheels, and Avengers. Which one would you go to first? Um, I've been having a ton of fun on Avengers right now. Um, that game, that game has a uniqueness that I haven't seen in a while in pinball for sure. Um, Turtles is great and it's packed. My brain hates that left ramp on that game. <laughs> and for some reason, it just won't let me shoot it. Not the center ramp, the, the left, ramp? The, the far left ramp. I, yeah, n- not the, not the one that you hit with the upper floor. Nope, just your basic. There's a ramp there on the left. And for some reason, my freaking old man brain will not let me shoot that ramp. I don't know what it is. I, I really have to like stop reading chat, focus up, stare at the dang thing and then shoot it to make it work. My I just my internal rhythm just doesn't like where that shot is. It, it, it's the Raphael uh, uh, skill shot. Yes, it's hard to hard to. Hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, turtle turtles is rad. Uh, I've, I've played that game in a lot of different iterations and the code keeps getting better on that thing. Um, the hot wheels game by American pinball. I have that here in the studio and that game is a blast, but there's, there's so many like different things you could do on the game that, um, unless someone tells me to like, Hey Jack, why don't you see what you could do? Uh, like in placements in a race, be like, okay, let's focus up on this. Because there's so many strategies you can do to like blow that game up. It sort of overwhelms my brain a little bit, but that is an awesome problem to have that there's so much to do on that pin. Um, and then what else were we missing? Rick and Morty? Yeah, that one. Yep. Scott Denisi, bro. I mean, that's all you got to say. It, 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 the, the humor on the thing is great. I wish I still had it, but that game was getting me DMCA flagged left and freaking right every time I streamed it. So that content almost it, I don't know if I have any videos of me even playing that game. Crazy. Even the, even the video was getting flagged on that. So it was really it was rough. But um, mm. I think pinball needed a, a, a younger, fresher theme like Rick and Morty, uh, especially to prove to other companies that you can reach out to stuff that's still being developed right now. Yes. Not, not resurrecting 80s things. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and you've been kind of on the bandwagon of, of newer titles for a while now. I know that you've been kind of pushing, uh, I think, Pokemon's one. I know that's not like a super Dude. new title, but. It, it's the lar- it's the largest franchise period, you know, and the fact that it has had several video game pinball machine adaptations and we don't have a physical one. Come on. Yeah. Come on, pinball. But I know, I know it seems like, and we, we always joke about this whenever, whenever you tune into dead flip and you're talking with them, there is at some point in the broadcast, there's going to be like themes that people want to talk about. <laughs> it's hard to avoid. I, I mean, it's, I don't know why we keep coming back to it. And I'll even in the moment, I'll be like, why did I say that? I just open, I just open this like can of worms that I can't stop the chat from talking about what they want to see in pinball. Or just, you know, I'll be shooting be like, man, you know, like, oh, that'd make a cool shot in like a Power Rangers game or something. And then just off they go for <laughs> into the sunset, talking about everything they want in their uh, freaking. I, I don't know. At, everyone wants original themes. I don't know that that will ever work 
again, uh, there's there's some people like for the big manufacturers. I don't know that you're going to see any more original themes. Uh, you got games like Celts and stuff coming out, which is freaking awesome. Um, but when it comes to themes that people are asking for, ah, dude, I don't know. It is all over the freaking board. So, so uh, you're not going to make that Gwar pinball machine? <laughs> you know what? I think I've only seen the one person ever ask for Guar. Uh, Harry Potter, people will not shut up about. Yeah. But I promise you, whoever makes that game is not going to make everyone happy. You know, because every yeah, everyone's idea of what a Harry Potter game should be. The thing should turn invisible. It's going to be levitating on a broom. And if it isn't, then why did you make this game? <laughs> it's the same thing as uh, it's like when a book comes out, everyone's like, which book do you want to be adapted into a movie? They're like, oh, I want that book. And then it comes out. They're like, yeah, but the book was better. I mean, it really just wasn't yeah. what I thought it was going to be. So it's it kind of stinks. Because it's not what you pictured in your head when you were reading the thing. Right. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Themes. Anyway, I yeah, it it sidetracks my broadcasts and it just sidetracked this podcast. Hey, well, so then, well let's sidetrack it more. What do you your top five <laughs> themes that you want? Oh, gosh, my top five. Um, I would let's say I'm designing pinball machines. I would like to make a Power Rangers. I would like to make Beetlejuice. I would like to make a Pee Wee's Big Adventure pinball machine uh with a uh, a lower play field you can never get to which is labeled the basement of the alamo i think that'd be fantastic that'd be awesome um just a complete troll lower play field um pokemon obviously i think it's such a great idea and if i had to throw another video game in there i don't know i something like i, I want like a dungeons and dragons another dun- D pinball machine oh I, I actually have I have flashbacks about the Dungeons and Dragons when I was playing one at uh, Rocky Mountain Pinball Show. I was launching the ball and it, ha- it had such a hard time getting around, and so finally I pulled it back and really shot it, and it broke off a post. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I felt so bad because the post kind of rattled down. It was near uh, you know near where the outlane was. And I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna turn off this machine and put a note, put a note on there. Sorry, bro, your your up post broke. But- that game has one of the sickest freaking beats as a soundtrack. Yeah. If you go back and listen to it, like I want to sample that and have someone rap over it. It is amazing. Oh, yeah. So you've been doing this for a while now. You've rubbed shoulders with some pretty popular people, not even not only in the industry, but outside the industry. Who has been your favorite person to be me interview or get to play some pinball with and, and why? I'd say the the coolest uh, quote unquote celebrity experience I had was when Scott Denisi and I were delivering the first TNA to Ed Robertson's house up in Canada. We took a road trip. We hand delivered the thing. When we got there, Ed's like, cool, here's, here's my house. Uh, I'm going to leave for two hours to go do a show and you just go set this up. So Scott and I are in Ed Robertson's house and we're like, this dude just trusts us to like be in here <laughs> and he's gone. Uh, like I, I don't steal, but I'm like, I might have to steal now that like, he's just leaving me to this. Like, um, but once he came back and we started streaming that, that was, that was a blast. That is awesome. I do remember that, that reveal stream. Wasn't Charlie was supposed to go with you guys, but he didn't have like his passport or something. Right. 
Yeah, I think that was what the issue. That's what they found out that he had never left uh, Wisconsin or something. <laughs> and he's like in Wisconsin, which is essentially Canada. Yeah. How? Yeah. But I, no, that was that's great. No, I do remember that was a, that was a great reveal stream as well. Uh, hanging out there with Ed Robertson and whatnot. So. Well, the funny thing talking to Ed, and when you hear, I, we've never interviewed Ed, but he he has a great way of disarming people when they feel very much uh, awkward, like. And that's his job. And his job is a performer and he's been doing it for years. But uh, that's just normal to him. And when people, sometimes it gets really hard for them to get above that celebrity. I know you from this one thing. And so it's hard for me to connect with you on a normal level. And he's like, hey, that's cool. Want to play pinball? (laughs) So yeah, I like that. It's a great way of just saying, hey, you know, I appreciate that you're a fan. Let's go do something that is is a level playing field. Let's just go play. So, yeah, he's a he's a super solid dude. I love Ed. He texts me uh, pictures of the weirdest crap at all hours of the night. And uh, I just I I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I, I would love to at some point interview Ed because uh, we I, I've actually seen him a few times in concert. And it's just it's it's such a fun show. And just to know that behind the scenes that he's actually a nice guy. A lot of these celebrities, when you meet, when you peek behind the scenes, you're like, yeah, I kind of wish I didn't know what their real personality was, but it's just, yeah, that guy's actually kind of a, kind of a tool. Yeah. So it's, uh, it just seems really nice that the, this guy is just genuine down to earth and it doesn't feel like there's this barrier between you and him. Absolutely. We are lucky to have him as a pinhead for this hobby for sure well it's awesome that he loves pinball so much he named one of his albums after you know this yeah how wild is that awesome i mean what a champion thank you ed for your service (laughs) (laughs) i love i don't know if you've ever had this where you're in a conversation with someone that's really not into pinball and you're you're trying to you know get them excited for it and they just look at you like no one plays pinball and then you're like <laughs> and then you're like well you know ed robertson of bare naked ladies like he's huge into pinball or you know slash from guns and roses and they look at you like no and then you show yeah, you show right. them a picture or something and you're like there's other people that aren't that are normal that actually play this you know? yeah we we were at um this place called bottom lounge here in chicago right when black knight came out and we we set up the game and we were doing a photo shoot where Scott Ian uh, of Anthrax was in town. So he came to this venue. He might have actually been playing at the venue. Um, but we recorded him playing his game because he was the one that was like shredding on there with Brendan Smalls. And all these people in this bar, every, he was just open to everybody. Anyone could have just walked up to him and like slapped him in the head. Uh, not that they would, but like it was that open that everyone's like, that's Scott Ian. And what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Why is he playing pinball? Like he's just sitting there. He looks like he's having a good time. And everyone's like, is that, is that Scott Ian? Like, yeah, he did the soundtrack for this pinball machine. Like that's a new pinball machine. Yeah. They still make them. Could you believe it? They still make pinball machines. Internet. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's basically a, a, my, my main job is just working at a hospital. But when, when people say, you know, Hey, what do you do? Well, I, I have a few pinball machines. Really? It's always the same thing. Really? Huh? <laughs> How many do you have? I have 14. Really? Huh? Uh, do they still make those? Yeah. Oh, really? 
Okay. Um, can I come play him? It's all. It's always in that same progression where it's such a weird thing that people just don't see because I grew up in the heyday of arcades, but now since all the arcades are dead and now they're kitty gambling joints, um, in the Chuck E. Cheese, Aww. that it's it's hard to actually say no. They actually made these things so people would go in and pay money and play them on location. So. Yeah, they still make those is definitely the question we get all the time at um, if I go to conventions with Stern, there's people coming up be like, hey, your name's what? Jack Danger. Cool. They still make these things like, yeah, dude, come on. Like the or uh, just streaming this stuff on Twitch. The people coming in and be like, hey, my wow, my great grandpa had one of these. Like, shut up, kid. <laughs> come on. You go. You can go play these anywhere. <laughs> well, it. it What's the reaction like CES? Because that's not even a pinball show. That's just you know the consumer electronics show there in Vegas or whatever. It we are more, I think, um, a, a pit stop in between like technology things. We get a lot of people coming over to like record video and ask us about it, um, but you know we're not like folding. We're not like folding cell phones or you know drones and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's we usually have like lines around our booth, but it's just people there to just have fun, which is really the goal with a pinball company. By the way, I say we I got called out for this a lot. I say we a lot when I'm talking about any pinball manufacturer, but it's the royal we. Yes. Right. When I say we, I'm talking about my audience. I'm talking about the people I'm working with. Uh, I'm an independent contractor, but it is a freaking meme. That I'm like a full-time employee at every one of these dang companies. <laughs> hey, that's a good meme to have. I, you'd yeah. rather be the bro for all the uh, pinball companies as opposed to the villain. So, Absolutely. And I have, I mean, I also do have stern business cards, but they say the senior director of drinking, trolling, and meme development. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's not a real job at Stern, but <laughs> we'll that see. That is awesome. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm more the king of sarcasm, but other than that... <laughs> Okay, I got to ask, whenever you're in chat, I know that when people subscribe or they, they do bits, or no, it's it's mainly with subscribing, sorry, you do the flips or flippers and butts. Where did that even come from? So, uh, I it is weird. Yes, I will also admit, like when new people come in, they're like, what the heck is this dude talking about? You know, flippers and butts. Um, when we first got partnered, we got a flipper emote. So it used to be just flippers up, right? Um, flippers up, flippers up. And uh, then Stern dropped off a new WWE machine when it first came out. We unboxed it. We sort of revealed it in my studio. And um, during the stream, we unlocked a new emote slot from people subscribing. And um, there was uh, an extra ball animation on WWE. If you ever play that game and get the extra ball, it's two butts that fly in from either side of the DMD and collide with each other. <laughs> <clears throat> so these two butts come in, they smack each other, then they fly away and it says extra ball. And I was like, that's it. Like we need a butt emote. Um, but because we only had two emotes at the time, uh, whenever someone would subscribe, I'd be like, Hey, flippers up. But because we had two people are like just posting whatever they want. So I just made it a thing like yeah, flippers or butts or flippers or butts. What, you know, so it wasn't always flippers and butts. It was just, or, but it just sort of, a, you know, turned into that. And now that we have like, I don't know, like freaking 30 emotes, it's just we stick to those two. It's a nice little inside joke for the people that have been around forever. That is awesome. I never knew that. Yeah. Something good came from WWE. 
I get I I need to play that game again because I feel like that game gets a bad rap. But also every time I play it, I'm like, maybe I see why just this game gets a bad rap. Just contact Raymond Davidson. I think he's won like 10 of them. Oh, he has. Yeah, he has like a couple in a box or in boxes somewhere, right? Like sitting in Seattle or something. Yeah, well, I think eventually because he would he would win all the tournaments. And usually it was a, hey, pick a stern of your choice. And then finally they said, here, you got WWE. Pick a WWE <laughs> yeah, of your choice. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know. Sorry. It's, you know, it, it, that's the problem. Everybody wants to have a hit every time. But sometimes you kind of uh, ground out. So, yeah, I. I I can't even find one of those around. I, I don't even know where I would begin to go find a WWE to even give it like another chance. Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, that's kind of moved for obvious reasons to the, uh, the back <laughs> parlors of pinball history. Fair enough. You should just come to Vernal. We have one here, weirdly enough. So, oh, here, okay. bring the kids for the dinosaurs and we'll go play some WWE. <laughs> Man, you got all them dinos up there, dude. Mm-hmm. I did. I think the last time I streamed WWE was there was like an outdoor festival that invited me to come stream pinball like outdoors. And it was a nightmare to do because of glare and sound and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found a scoring bug in that game. And I I essentially like broke the machine scoring on it. And that's when uh, I finally had my first conversation with Wason, who was uh, the programmer on the game. And he just sent me a laundry list of everything that was like that, like bugs he found. And I was like, cool, dude. Like, I'm sure we're all we're all waiting for that code update. Yeah. So it, we'll, we'll see what it's happens. totally coming. Totally coming. For, for <laughs> I love wasting to death, man. He is the coolest cat over at Stern. He is pretty cool. Well, and I see him often on the when you guys do the reveal streams. It always seems like Wason pops in. Oh, yeah. he He's very good at um, keeping the conversation going. He's very uh, knowledgeable about what's going on in the game, uh, code-wise, geometry, whatever. Uh, he could just look over and know like where we're at and fill chat in on what's going on. So it's it's nice to have him around. Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. Anytime you're streaming, when you have the commentators on there, when you have someone who knows the in-depth analysis of the rules, it makes such a difference because they they will say, "Well, he he or she he or she should go for this shot, or they should." do this because that would do this and it opens up a complete new realm for me because i i'm not a rules guy i know enough to be dangerous but nothing really to to uh be a tournament level guy where he's like well i really want to hit these shots because it'll give me the most most points so it's really interesting to find that during those reveal streams my brain is on hoping the broadcast is going well versus like listening to what rules are being you know spewed into my ear mm-hmm. so when i'm flipping i'm just flipping and if it looks like i know what i'm doing then it, that's complete happenstance like I, i'm just i'm just doing my thing uh if someone says shoot here then i'll shoot it but if they're like hey jack going into this ball make sure you shoot this three times and spin this and that's gonna unlock that and then go over here and be like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna flip the i'm just gonna flip the ball mm-hmm. and make the game look good so we're that's that's what's gonna happen one of my favorite moments is when you were streaming deadpool and you're blowing up the game. And wasn't it Gomez that walked over and it's like, hey, you, you, <laughs> chill, chill yeah, out. You need to like train the ball or something. We got to get the, you know. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. That, um, man, that, it's, it's been fun doing the reveal streams for them over the years because we, we now have like, uh, strategic hand gestures and words we'll say if we need to like stop doing something. 
Uh, but it's been a learning process moving up to this. Well, especially with this year with COVID. I mean, how how much different has it been having to, to go over those hurdles with Stern? So COVID has it, – it's been interesting because usually I I see all these games like being developed from idea to finish. And Avengers was the first pinball machine out of Stern in a very long time that I didn't see. I, I saw Keith – put the Avengers tower and maybe the captive ball on a whitewood. And then that's the last time I saw the game before the production game came out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been wild, but like going back there now, it feels like nothing's changed. There is like masks, masks and hand sanitizer and clear plastic barriers literally everywhere. Uh, so it looks like you're walking around a, a like a, a creepy abandoned hospital with just like how much plastic is just everywhere. Um, but, you know, they're they're still cranking away. So we we're we're back to where we were. But for that period of time, it was it was pretty wild being all remote, having to have meetings over the computers and stuff like that. So with the challenges of having um, basically any licensing products or such as. You know, you're talking about uh, streaming Rick and Morty. Um, I we've talked about this before. You have uh, helped develop this direct capture things for streamers, and uh, how is that going to affect things? If you're going to be well, one, we can talk about the card, and we want to know more about that. And two, we want to talk about how is that going to limit your ability to stream if they're going to uh, slap a shut it down every time you do something that's licensed. Well, that in there is the reason it is not ready. Um, so it it does its capturing. It like when I built my prototype of this thing years ago, um, it approached capturing different than what the cards are doing now that we've developed with Stern. <clears throat> but um, what that card is doing is it's it's pulling essentially copyrighted material off of the game for you to broadcast somewhere else, which is uh the same problem we're having with the audio or like rick and morty uh with dmca cracking down on you so um like it's not in the license that you know joe schmo can uh take the video off of this game and broadcast it somewhere you know um same with the audio licenses and stuff so uh all this dmca stuff is causing a real big headache for everything and it's uh like it's a law from like freaking mid nineties, yeah. you know, before internet was even really a big thing. Yeah. So, so we're, we're just, um, we're all sort of sitting on our hands waiting for new laws to come out or for this to be fixed somehow. Um, Amazon's got to hopefully help Twitch figure this out. YouTube, Facebook, everyone's getting hit with it. Um, Twitch is just getting hit with it the hardest right now. But that's uh, that's the hurdle with the card right now is like putting that in the public's hands is essentially giving them a, a, a way to get themselves in trouble. Mm. How, do, how do they feel about eight tracks? I mean, are they still going to allow those? <laughs> Good old eight tracks. Well, do you think that I know DMCA has been really hard on you as of lately and, and a lot of people in general. Um, do you think there could be some sort of like because obviously Stern has, you're, you're, I know Stern has licensed from a different person, but it's a lot of their product. Do you think there could be like an official, hey, I'm an official Stern streamer or whatnot? Representative. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I, 
me personally, I have an out to fix any problems that I may have um, for the most part uh, because I can lean on Stern to help me. But that doesn't help the community. That doesn't help everyone else. So um, I I don't care to just do my thing and then put in the idea uh, in people's heads that they can also do the same thing because I don't want people getting in trouble for that. So I'm trying to shout from the rafters, like, be careful. Here's ways to turn off the copyrighted music. Here's how, you know, blah, 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 do all this stuff. Um, and the, the bots right now that are tracking the copyrighted music and the copyrighted video, they don't care if you have the rights to anything, you know, pe- like uh, musicians are playing their own music on Twitch and getting strict, you know, strikes. So um, the bots will go after anything and then you have to spend time appealing that. Mm-hmm. And um, well, it immediately shuts you down too. There, it's not like there's yeah. a person. It says, "No, we're shutting you down. You have to convince us to unshut you down." Absolutely. Um, Facebook will shut you down live. Like if you're streaming live and you're doing some copyrighted music nonsense, your stream will end. They they will shut you down. Uh, Twitch, at least for now, lets you just roll with the punches. But if you have that video being saved or some clips going on, then you're probably going to get in trouble. Um, YouTube, you can upload stuff, but you probably can't monetize the video. Or if it's, uh, depending on what the copyright infringement is, you'll get a strike and, or your video will just be blocked in all countries. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're, we're living in the wild west right now with all these like old laws trying to dictate what new stuff's going on. And in my mind, they have these smart bots that can, um, recognize what you're playing how long you're playing it, when you started playing it, who it's by, who the record label is. And instead of using those bots to like shut down the person that's playing the music, use those bots to figure out how to get the artists paid, you know, like, uh, they're, they're just using them right now to be jerks and something needs to be figured out. The technology is there to, uh, make this a positive thing. It's just not being used that way right now. Yeah. It's the, it's the easiest thing to shut shut it down as opposed to finding a way of utilizing the demand for it. Um, yeah. Th- and that's typically how most lawyers work is they just shut things down if they don't immediately know how to monetize it. And the bottom line is lawyers, their job is not in PR. It's actually in litigation. And so that's the hammer they reach for as opposed to a promoter who will say, let's figure out a way of increasing the exposure. Um, yeah. It's... It is an interesting uh, conundrum where it will lead you to only stream uh, games up to a certain time. Like there will be a time where you're just completely shut off that you can't do anything modern because they'll just shut you down. So I mean, stars is great, but I'm not sure I want to watch a three hour stream on it. Yeah. I mean, and there's the, the biggest laughable thing right now is like these streamers that have been on Twitch for like, 10 years and they're huge and they get tens of thousands of people watching them. They're also like tweeting, like I'm, I'm choked up a little bit that I have to delete 10 years of content because DMCA is going to come take my channel away, you know? And it's, it's rough, man. Like I had someone tweet at me today. They're like, Hey dude, like I, I I see you haven't been live in some time. Uh, Are you coming back? And I'm like, no, I've been live every day. It's just, I don't have VODs for you to go back and watch. So it's, it's, it's rough out here right now. Well, it's really rough too. Cause there's a lot of, I mean, I go back and watch those occasionally. Like I, 
I, when I bought Jurassic Park Pro, uh, you know, I was looking for tips on how to play the game and blow it up. And it's it's hard because that that stuff doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah. So uh, right now, I need to start recording all of my broadcasts local and thumbing through them and then upload them to YouTube. It's a whole extra job that I don't want to have to deal with just because, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's yeah. it's frustrating. <laughs> what I don't understand is it is in the best interest of the the video game manufacturers, the pinball man, like any of these people who are having all these uh, all these streamers stream their content. I I have three young kids and they come to me all the time. Hey, dad, download this game. What? What is it about? And, and this is how I found out about Among Us, because my kids, they saw someone playing that and they all immediately downloaded it on their content. So this is a way for the content manufacturers to it's free advertising. And I don't understand yep. why they are not invested in finding a way of actually distributing this. Hey, who cares if there's a spokesman that's getting something back for it as long as they can figure out how to sell more product. I mean, isn't that what a model is? You're you're paying a person to display a, a, a product because you're going to sell more of that product. Um, the streamers, it's exactly the same thing. Like you may not be directly paying the person, but if you figure out a way to monetize it, then you're still going to get more revenue because they're going to buy more of your product or, or get more exposure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, there, there's so many influential streamers and big names out there that are having an issue with this, that these platforms are going to have no choice, but to figure this out. So I know it's going to get solved. It's just not happening yeah. soon enough. Well, and and I know a couple of artists and whatnot, and the whole music war happened back in the 90s, they felt like, you know. Uh, they've had to recreate how to make money, and it's not just about their music anymore. That's why we're investing so much money. Well, not this year, but we money was being invested in these concerts and these big shows, and it's because they figured out that's where the money is at now. And so oh, – yeah. <sighs> It almost feels like they're shutting everything down for something that wasn't hasn't been an issue since what two thousands, early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, now that's not necessarily true. These artists they have basically reverted to giving their music away for free mm -hmm. for exposure because Napster basically uh, killed the ability to monetize selling your music, and and I, I've actually right. been able to. I, I have a few CDs. I'm really waiting for the eight track option from when I bought a concert ticket and they said, Hey, this comes with a free CD. And so you can down it like they'll send it to you. And I, I kind of laughed a little bit because, and um, you know what? You could just go on Amazon, my music subscription service, and I can get the album now, but they're, they're just, you know, Hey, here, here's the album. We're going to make money on our shows, but we've kind of given up on trying to monetize and make it. So I do understand. I mean, this is the Metallica argument. If you remember Metallica in the 90s where they went after Napster because Napster was not punishing these people for sharing their content. Right. Uh, but so I understand where the artists are coming from, but they've learned to work with it because the more their music is out there, the more they can actually get people to come to their shows and they're charging way more than they ever used to for a concert ticket because 
there is a demand out there. I, the the not in this lifetime tour when it came through town. I saw the ticket price, and even for an average to below average seat, it was like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, baby. Yeah, so that, I, that that there's a reason why it's a very lucrative concert. Now, I also understand that you can command that if you're Slash and Axel, but if you're um, Joe Butts down the street, who's just an indie artist, it's kind of hard. Freaking Joe yeah. Butts, dude. He goes by flippers. <laughs> oh. Uh. But no, it's a good point. I mean, that's why we're even starting to see vinyl come back, right? You can get a vinyl subscription and, and based off your playlists off of Spotify or Pandora, they'll send you three, you know, three records or whatever it is each month for a price. Oh, oh man, this is Columbia House coming yeah, back. Man. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I owe Columbia House like $9 million <laughs> in like interest. No, I, I actually, I paid for everything, but there were about like, 20 people that lived in my apartment whose name was like some variation of Scott Larson. Cause, oh. <laughs> cause I, that's how you do it. Right. You would sign up your friend and you would get four extra uh, CDs and then you get seven CDs, but you had to buy two of them. So uh, I, I, I still actually sit next to my uh, CD collection. It's in the corner, but yeah, that, that was how to do it. Yeah, in the I, 90s. I, I think I, I think I bought, like it was like four CDs for a penny each or something. Mm-hmm. And then you had to like do something after that. And then I just vanished. Uh, like I, I'm like, I don't want any part of what's going on here. They're going to come after you. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come find Jack danger. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's actually, that is a completely relevant question because I think people were wondering, Hey, you have the video capture card. What's the issue. And they, the issue is not the card at all. The issue is the licensing that allows you to broadcast what, the card is doing and so the card works it's just figuring out ways of saying hey uh this is what's going on I, because that's that's a challenge if you get the you know avengers may have original stuff and you may be able to stream the avengers but what about the guns and roses not in this lifetime uh, game like mm-hmm. are you going to be able to stream any of that and i guarantee slash wants that out there streamed but to have the Guns N' Roses lawyers are notoriously uh, aggressive about shutting people down on uh, YouTube for playing their content. So, it's just like that story with Eric. You know, Eric was having a rough time getting live or let die into the GNR pinball machine because it's a Paul McCartney song. And, you know, he fought it and fought it. And Slash is like, oh, I'll just get that taken care of. And 15 minutes later, they've got Paul McCartney on the phone. And he's like, yeah, it's yours, you know, and what took them weeks to get the licensing and was still getting shut down. It took slash 15 minutes. So I'm surprised Eric did just didn't text Paul. I mean, I have his number. We, <laughs> of course. Yeah, we've all got Paulie's number, yeah, dude. Just give him a ring. All the t- he and Ringo and I just hang out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Streaming games like Beatles now is um, <clears throat> that's gonna That's a, that's a hard yikes for me that's right impossible. now. Possible. There's no way. Yeah. Yep. Which, again, is just so crazy that the uh, I, I guess I understand it to a point, but it really is a manipulation of what the original intent of the law is. I mean, there's so many you could look at it so many different ways too. like um, the license, I'm sure, for a pinball machine is so like you can have it in the game, uh, but obviously you couldn't put that music into a loudspeaker and share it out to the like an entire bar because you need a license to broadcast music like that 
But if the game's loud enough and someone at the bar can hear you, then you kind of are broadcasting in, in a way. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, wild times we live in right now. Pretty goofy. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Uh, that's another thing we want to talk about. In the short time you've been in the hobby, how has it changed from then until now? Oh, the hobby. I'd say there's there's because there's more content creators like building up all around us in pinball. I think it's helping get it out more to the public. Um, when I first got in, pinball still felt very like in internal, like we were still sort of like a club. But pinball now, I feel, is humongous. Um, it, humongous is a relative term, obviously, but um, it's a lot bigger than it was. Um, the shows are way larger than they used to be. I remember going to MGC like six or seven years ago, and you're in this hotel shirtless, drunk with a bunch of other dudes in a in a hallway. Um, so yeah, I, I think the, t- the hobby's just gotten larger, and there's more voices now. Um, uh, some good, some bad, but all of it's getting the content out there so that we can try to attract more people. And uh, I only see this thing growing and growing. But again, yeah, it, it felt very small and still pretty niche back when uh, I first got into this. Do you think that some of the themes and stuff have helped out too? Or do you think it's just kind of a, a collection of everything at this point? Um, when, so I think themes definitely help new people get into the hobby, but I think it's more, um, gosh, when I look at when a lot of people got into pinball, like if you ask a lot of people that are like sort of faces in this hobby, they'll say they got into pinball like six or seven years ago. Uh, Like a lot of people will say that they're like, yeah, I played like virtual pinball and then, oh, I found real pinball machines. Oh, you could buy pinball machines. There was just something that clicked at the right time back then that got all these people in there. And I don't think theme mattered so much to these folks that were like discovering real pinball. It was just the fact that there was real pinball machines you could play based on like this video game you were playing. Um, But now that we have things like uh, Avengers or Star Wars, we get to take these things to Comic-Con where these fans are. And they get to go, man, I really love Deadpool. Oh, what's this giant box of lights that I can go, you know, look at that has Deadpool all over it. And you get to interact with your favorite IP or whatever. Um, Yeah, I I, I think it's a a whole calculation of a bunch of different things that are going on right now. But all of it seems to be working. Awesome. Uh, You know, you know, I actually did find I was going to bring this back up when you talked about hitting the left ramp. So we were talking with a a group of people about Avengers and some people were talking about their rejection on the Captain Marvel shot. And and I have seen some of that on my game, but not nearly the amount that some people were talking about it. But I also feel that these people are uh, better pinball players than me. I guess I'll put it that way. And I think that they have the game jacked up too much. I think I think they have it oh, too steep. The pitch, the pitch too the pitch high. Too in the back. high yeah. yeah. So um, I actually feel like my game plays better at closer to what the recommended settings are. And with turtles, I actually just lowered the pitch on my turtles a little bit because that uh, the reason why I was asking about the left ramp versus that center ramp from the upper flipper. That center ramp was impossible for me to hit. I lowered it just a little bit, and I can hit it now. 
And so I oh, dang. and so I think that it really you need to be, pay a lot more attention on the pitch of the game to see what uh, like what is the recommended thing. I actually emailed Dwight about it. I said, hey, what do you do to dial in the game? And, and Dw- <laughs> Dwight said, you know, actually, I don't do much to dial it in because I just make sure it's set up, make sure it's level, make sure it's six and a half. And it clicked in the back of my mind that, oh, maybe my game's too steep. Maybe that's the reason why some of these shots are nearly impossible because the velocity of the ball is different than how they designed it. Yep. I, I think that was a, a big problem with people with Deadpool also. It's like they were shooting that shot and it wasn't going up the ramp. They're like, what the heck's going on? Well, you got to pay attention to where your pitch is. Um, I, pitch was something I never even bothered to think about and kind of still don't. Um, I like my back legs all the way up and I like my front legs all the way down. And I'll play a game, and if something's not feeling right, I'll slowly come down in the back. But I've never, in the history of pinball, pulled out something that could tell me that my pitch is at 6.5. I just, I play by feel and uh, just make it go from there. I even have a hard time trying to find something that will tell me pitch from left to right. You know, I, I got out the Jurassic Park, and and I had a, a level out and was testing all that stuff. And I'm like... My level says I'm I, my left side needs to come up, and so I did. And all of a sudden, my ball is just floating to the right. I'm like, this, <laughs> yeah. this makes no sense, you know? <laughs> okay, so no, I feel so you. there is an app on your phone. I'll just shout it out to the audience. Oh, the, the, the pin, pin guy. guy, yeah. So you take off the glass, you lay it on your play field, and you can even turn on the sound, and it will say, "Hey, raise right back." Uh, and so it actually helps you level it side to side and up and down. And then after you do that, you put the glass on and you say, learn glass. And after that, because, you know, if you're banging the machine around, it'll change a little bit. And so you can actually just throw your phone on there and say, this is the machine. And it'll tell you how how it's supposed to be and, and how to fix it. So totally make sure your phone is not in its case. Yes. No. My, well, my f- also, if you're one of those, I have like a pop socket on the back of my phone. So I got to like. That's why I don't use it. I'm like, I, I don't want to go through this to pull my damn phone out because I move a pinball machine every single day into place under under my rig just so I have the same background. So every day at like 430, I'm getting a cart. I'm lifting up a pinball machine. I'm moving it over, dropping it down, pushing it in there, make sure it's left to right. Good. Um, and I I'm, I'm adjusting that thing on the fly as I'm streaming. I'm like, well, it looks like it's leaning left. So I'll just get under the game and adjust it. But I don't I don't mess with uh, taking my phone out of that case I got. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is an option, though. So you don't have to pull it because otherwise you would have to have at least two people to pull out the old uh, old uh, Bob the Builder uh, level. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Pin, pin guy app fully endorse that. It, it's amazing. It really is super good. Pin guy app. All right. I'll write that down. I don't know if I've even seen that. Is that even on like the Google store or anything like that? I don't know. I have Apple. I apparently I'm that guy who just d- doesn't know how to figure out Android. Uh, all the Android fanboys, They're like, you still use Apple. I cannot believe how stupid you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm an iPhone kid too. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just don't have the time to figure out how to do all the other stuff. <laughs> Nor do I really care. That's the bottom line. I don't really care. I mean, I I still do animation from time to time, and my whole setup at home and at work is mostly Apple products. So having that interconnectivity between my phone and everything else, like if I get a text on my phone and I had left it at home, I can still do everything I need to here on my computer with it. I can text. I can do all that crap. 
Wait, you, you left your phone somewhere. Can you do that nowadays? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I got two small kids. They like to take that thing and shove it. Yeah wherever i can't reach no all they want to do is they, seriously i'm not kidding at seven o'clock i can count on it my kids come and it's like hey dad um can you unlock your phone <laughs> that's it no it's not hey dad i love you it's like hey uh can you unlock this because i want no like no you have you actually have to get your school clothes on first and they come in like 702 okay i'm ready can you what? unlock your phone you're lucky it's an older phone because my kid just holds it up to my face and then walks away <laughs> <laughs> okay that's probably where it's going yeah Exactly. Yep. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's yeah. I, I just uh, I, I haven't figured out how to. Well, OK. Our problem, too, when you buy a Windows product and I know Windows is a good operating system, all that. But it comes with so many craplets on there that are pre-installed that all this junk I don't yeah. need. And then it just feels like after two years, you can barely use the machine because it's so bogged down. And I, I basically got tired of that. That was why that was when I gave up on using uh, Windows products was having those type of problems. So I feel you, dude, McAfee. It's a virus itself. Yes, yeah. uh, I, I, <laughs> totally not kidding. I was at work today and I was trying to leave. I'd been up all night and I so it's a Windows based system there. And I couldn't open the program to chart on a patient. And I had a call in, and when I hit open, it said, uh, it, I'm not kidding, it said, McAfee has detected that this program may not be approved. I'm like, it's your program. Oh, my gosh. Yep. yep. I've had two hours of sleep. Let me go home. <laughs> it's the DMCA of, uh, of Windows products. So It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talked about turning this into a, into a job. But you, you kind of kind of grazed over a little bit. Why don't you tell us a little more about that? So turning a hobby into a job is uh, people say if you if you do what you love as work, you know, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, and I, I agree t to that sentiment a lot. But there is um, there are days where I come in and I'm surrounded by pinball machines. And the last thing I want to do is play pinball because I know that I'm going to be playing for three to four hours that night. And I've been playing three to four hours of pinball Monday through Friday for the past six years. And uh, I love it to death, but there's just some days where you come in, you're like, I, I, I just don't know if I, I'm just going to sit at my computer and watch cat videos until it's time to stream. And then, then we'll have a good time. Uh, then that's pretty much what Keith said when we talked about him joining Stern is he said, you know, when I'm, done with work i kind of want to do something else and it's not affecting his love of the machine of the games but it's still more of how do i spend my valuable non-work time absolutely burnout is a an actual real thing it, it super is and uh, you just gotta monitor that closely and uh go play world of warcraft mindlessly for a few hours to <laughs> come come back to pinball with some fresh eyes do you, I know you, you said that you like Pokemon and whatnot. Do you play Pokemon Go or are you more of like the, I've got to play the main series kind of person? Um, I play, so I think everyone played Pokemon Go at some point. Uh, when, when that first dropped, that was like a worldwide phenomenon. I remember being out in the middle of this field, not too far from my house there were, there's no reason for me to be there ever period. I probably looked like a lunatic if it wasn't for Pokemon go. Cause everyone was playing it, but I'm in this field 
and this like very young lady, uh, she must have been like 12, is like, I'm in the middle of a field and here comes this kid and it must have been like 11, 12 o'clock at night or like 11 at night. And I'm, I'm holding my phone and I see this kid coming to me. I'm like, what the frick's going on? And the, this girl's like, are you looking for the, the freaking Pidgey that's over here? I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's over there by that tree. And I'm like, are you a ghost? Am I good? Am I going to die? What is happening? I'm like, you shouldn't be out this late. I walked over there. There was the Pokemon I was looking for. Uh, it, something like that will never happen again. Like, I think the world had a, this weird come together moment because of Pokemon Go. Uh, I don't play it too much anymore just because I... I don't have a whole lot of free time anymore, but uh, yeah, if I'm playing any games right now, it's something that I could just hop in, play really quick, don't care about consequences and jump out. Um, I've been playing like uh, Modern Warfare. Nice. <laughs> I suck at video games, but uh, it'll spend like five minutes loading in the game. Then the second I'm in the game, someone shoots me and then I get frustrated and close it. So that's my video game experience in a nutshell. <laughs> I, I tend to play the Pac-Man on the Apple Arcade. That's what I do. Oh, there you go. So I do find it also very entertaining to play the um, there's no internet connection dinosaur jumping game in Chrome when your internet's down. Okay. Really? Have you yeah. played that? No. <laughs> so if your internet's ever down, open up a Chrome window and it'll be a dinosaur there. It'd be like, hey, you don't have an internet connection. If you hit the space bar it turns into a side-scrolling game where you're jumping over stuff as that dinosaur. Oh, my gosh. And you're, like, ducking birds and stuff. It's pretty wild. I'm going to disconnect my internet right now. <laughs> Do it. That sounds like the video mode on uh, Medieval Madness with, like, the yeah. uh, the pitchfork guys, like, stabbing the vultures, stealing the uh, babies. 100% what it is. Yeah. 100%. Or I think there's a Doctor Who video mode that's just like that. Wow. Uh, Circus Voltaire, I think, is like that as well. <laughs> side scrolling yeah. that's all you can do with those long freaking yeah. dmds <laughs> when circus Vol- when circus voltaire is not connected to the internet <laughs> oh mm, sad hey I'm, I'm sure all pinball machines will be on the internet here soon enough you know i still need to update my wizard of oz i'm not kidding i think it still has the same code on it from four years ago <laughs> whoa yeah dang okay yeah, I man, I I need to get my hands on a Waz. I haven't played one in ages. I keep trying to get Keith Johnson to put an Easter egg in that game for me. I'm like, dog, I look at the stuff that I did on this game. I want, I want something. <laughs> I mean, Dwight Sullivan gave me Easter eggs in all of the games that he's produced in like the last however many years. Yeah, he gave us an Easter egg in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, the old flipper code. Heck yes. Yeah, bud. LKP. If you want to check it out. really huh huh you get to play a shredder and you're supposed to be attacking the turtles (laughs) wait it's a wizard mode oh i wish i remember asking uh before dwight was putting easter eggs in uh i was bugging him and bugging him and he put it in um ghostbusters for me first and then later went back and put it in got if i'm not mistaken but i I really wanted an Easter egg or a flipper code that gave me a free credit. And he's like, if that ever got out. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. No, I, you're right. I, I just want to ha- to play the villain in the games. Like in X-Men, I want to play as Magneto. In The Walking, yeah. in the Walking Dead, I want to play as the zombie. Uh, you know, I want to play as Shredder. I, I want to play as the dinosaur in Jurassic Park. And I want to play as Thanos. Uh, that's pretty much what I want to do. All right, Stern, you heard it. 
get on it. Yeah. We need alternate code versions. <laughs> yeah, just kind of work that in, just in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. And when you're making yeah. your 5,000 games, so uh, on back order, just... Yep. Man, that right there is a testament to the popularity of pinball right now, is how how back-ordered Stern is oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. It is crazy back-ordered. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what, we're like in February, March, somewhere around there. And it, it didn't... Wasn't it... Was it on the uh, virtual tour? I can't remember what was said, but they said they're like 5,000 units behind or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, that is, it's a pretty astronomical number because 5,000 pinball machines is a lot of heckin' pinball yes. machines. How much can they make a day? That, you know what? I've, I've even given tours and stuff. I don't retain that information. <laughs> more than five less than a thousand sure. a day i i don't i have no idea yeah 50 100 i i really don't know yeah well I, it, it makes sense if let's just let's just throw out a number let's say 50 games and so that would be you know take 20 days to do a thousand and so that would basically be about 100 days which sounds about like putting us to august or um yep. to march so that sounds probably about right man that's wild Heck yeah. All the pinballs. Meanwhile, they keep coming out with new games, so they have to like work that back order in around all the new titles that come out. Yeah. You know, can I get a hallelujah for all the great pinball machines that are coming out? I think about the 2000s, and it was basically a turd factory for most of the decade, except for like four games. And now we have four games a year that are solid and amazing. And you basically have to start looking around your collection saying, okay, what am I going to sell to get the new game? That's true. It's wild that Stern has their four cornerstones, but then they're also like, yeah, we'll do contract games with people. We'll do studio games. You know, we'll sneak an Elvira or a Batman in there somewhere on top of all the other games we're already making. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Well, we're coming up on the hour and a half. I sadly, I've got a, start getting i gotta wrap this up so i can get my butt back to work but uh <laughs> you, you gotta wrap this up because you're gonna be streaming for three hours Woo! <laughs> oh josh, yeah josh is uh, quitting his job so he's good quit your job become a full-time streamer and uh you know then go get your job back <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a good what two-year plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that was i mean my wife let me try that but thankfully i had a very successful animation business that built up a little easter egg or not easter egg nest egg uh, i could lean on a little bit to try to make it work um it it also helped that we sort of like were one of the first ones to do this so yeah pinball internet stream it do it we need we need that category on twitch to be just booming at all times well if you want to stream too and you don't know where to start go to dead flips webpage and he's got a whole section there to tell you what you want you know from beginning people to expert expert people and what equipment you need and whatnot it's pretty straightforward so it's pretty awesome yeah it, it, it i created that because i was sort of getting tired of answering that question on stream all the time yeah <laughs> I was like, what cameras do you use? What microphones? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I even gave like at, at the bottom, you could see uh, different ways that you set it up. And financially, like if you don't have a lot of cash, here's how you could do it with literally one camera. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, go check it out. All right, Jack, if they want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? 
uh, just type in dead flip into the Googles. Uh, I'm literally dead flip on all social medias. So uh, you'll you'll find me somewhere. Please say hi. All right. And if they want to watch your stream, how can they get it? Don't do it. Okay. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go to twitch.tv forward slash dead flip. Hit that follow button and uh, I'll try to make out with you later. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, we're certainly going to send you a a hat and some swag for your time. And so uh, maybe we'll see one of our hats uh, show up on the dead flip stream in the future. You know what? I have. I have your hat here somewhere. Whoa. I I've worn it. I've worn it plenty of times, but I think it's now buried under a bunch of pinball parts around here somewhere. I'll have to see where that is. So it's been a while. Uh, it's been a minute. Okay, do you have a beanie? We'll get you a beanie this time. Yeah, hook me up with a beanie. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. We'll we'll get you taken care of. Rock and roll. Well, you remember when we when I tried to send you the hat and the hassle that was because of the PO box and all that crap too. Yep. <laughs> Man, nothing's ever easy. You have to, ever, you ever. Have to roll it up into some uh, Pez dispenser tube or something. <laughs> you just can't, uh, unless you're using the post office. You can't send stuff to a PO box. Really? Um, I, I think Amazon's an exception, but huh. uh, if you're like, I'm going to use UPS to send this cool thing to Jack's oh, yeah. UPS yeah. thing, they're like, heck no. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, if you want to find us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are at Gmail. It's literally just Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're at Loser Kid Pinball. We kind of truncated it to make it a little easier for everyone. Um, honestly, the easiest way to get a hold of us is through Facebook. Scott and I are both on there. So if you want to hit us up, don't be afraid to send us a message or just to leave a comment. Guys, thanks so much for having me. For sure. And you know what? Best wishes on that next Twippy. We know that you need some more uh, more gear for your home brews you're going to be doing. So, uh, Listen, we got a lot of really, really cool stuff planned coming out. So just freaking wait. Awesome. Come on. You can't just leave it like that. You got to give, give us a little something. A little something. Um, okay. The So one of the things we're working on with George Gomez is essentially him and I are going to walk you through how to build a pinball machine the way George Gomez would build a pinball machine from idea to essentially completion. Love it. Oh, that's cool. So you're going to see how he likes to approach a layout, uh, how he likes to approach ramps, how he likes to approach whatever. And it's just going to be little piecemeal things here and there. And then you could take that information and run with it. Awesome. Just in, just in his spare time when he's not directing Stern. I'll tell you what we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely a dance trying to make anything happen. That's not the main focus of like building the pinballs, um, but we're we're gonna make it happen. Awesome, love it. I think that's a great note to end it on. So uh, thanks again, Jack. We appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Sit down.